Welcome into TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. If you are new to this show, we talk about sports debates, topics, events, anything really going on in sports. This is going to be a different episode this week, as I am bringing on a friend. This is Matt DeLong. How are you, Cam? Doing good, man. I'm glad to have you on the show. I appreciate you having me. So, Matt, what, what do you do for what do you do for a living? I'm a union operator. I run dozers and excavators for a living. Matt's been a friend of mine for a pretty long time, and we wanted to we're going to discuss a little different different types of sports this week. We're going to talk about West Virginia basketball. We're going to talk about his football team, the Dallas Cowboys. We'll jump into a little bit of Tom Brady and his retirement, and then we'll finish out with some Super Bowl predictions this week. It's going to be a fun week. So for WVU basketball, they are, I think they're ninth in the Big 12. The Mountaineers are, what, 14-9, and if I'm positive. So Mountaineers on Saturday, they come up and they got to play number five, Texas. The Mountaineers haven't had a great season, Matt. What is your overall thoughts on the Mountaineers? They don't look good. They really don't. And they're going to play in Texas. That's going to be the worst part about it. At the Coliseum, it looks a little bit better because they're on their home turf, but... They didn't do too good against Texas last time they played them. I was at the Auburn game. Eric Stevenson looked phenomenal when he played. I mean, he was putting up shots the whole game, but it's still West Virginia basketball, and it's always a letdown at the end of the season. Talking about this, you know, West Virginia in their past, they've had some success. We've seen their good side and their bad side, but Bob Huggins' entire game really rolls around defense. And the press was the biggest was the biggest part of the Mountaineers. Exactly. What has happened to the press, in your opinion? I went to the Auburn game. I didn't see them press at all. Like they're, it, it, we used to be press Virginia. We're not anymore. We're really not. I didn't see it at all the whole game. See, this is what I'm talking about when I've been, I've talked about Bob Huggins in the past. You're either with the defense or you're not. Exactly. And I get it. I get it. Recruiting is hard, but at the end of the day. I, I do believe there is enough talent in this area to recruit to be able to play in the Big 12. I agree, but honestly, I'm from West Virginia. I love it here, and I love the Mountaineers. But with all the other schools, who wants to come here when they have Alabama, when they have – then go to Kentucky, Duke. Why would you want to come to West Virginia, though? You know what I mean? That's the bad part. NIL deal doesn't help. That does not the, help at all. The fact of that at all. Here's the thing. In football, it's a little bit more different. Yep. Because football, it all depends on where you go, is where you're going to get recruited. Yep. And most likely you're going to get drafted from. So that's why a lot of people go to the SEC and the Big Ten. You're right. Because that's where the drafts, that's where your success of competition level will go. Yep. But when you, in basketball, you can't say that about the SEC. And you definitely can't say that about the ACC anymore. No, not anymore. You can't. The Big 12 is a very, very good basketball conference. For us to be this bad, not to be able to produce, it just—I I don't know. It's—it's it's a big—it's a big conversation to talk about. We came out at the beginning of the season and looked decently strong. I mean, we actually wanted to play, but now the wins are here, far and few between. Honestly, they really are. They came out to play, but they haven't really. The people they played weren't very good. No, it's, it's not like they were some great, great talent. So they're significant wins, I would say. Uh, they played TCU. They had a significant win over TCU. That was a great win. That was a big win for West Virginia. I'll tell you, Florida, I know Florida, we beat them, we beat Florida 84 to 55. But then yet again, Florida, they played number five, Kansas State, in the Big 12 battle, and they beat them 64 to 50. Yep. 
for West Virginia to beat Florida down that bad and Florida to turn around, and I know it's later in the season, but they also turned around and beat the number five team in the country that big. That tells you West Virginia has offense, but their biggest doubt is relying on Eric Stevenson. He's a phenomenal player, but... You can't have one guy to produce all the offense. Exactly. I mean, this isn't... We don't have Pitts and all. We don't have the good teams we had back in the mid-2005, 2010 anymore. I mean, it's it's hard to find players, number one. Number two, they're not the caliber of player that I think WVU needs to win games. WVU's future is is definitely undecisive, I would say. And who does that lay on? Bob Huggins. My problem is with Bob Huggins is I don't I don't believe in the press anymore. And the problem is I don't believe in defense and college basketball anymore. You're 100% right. I mean, look at the NBA. There's limited teams that play defense. Most teams play offense. They play straight offense. The NBA is full of offense. And what are these high school kids coming – what are they watching growing up? They're watching the NBA. They're not – I mean, they watch some college, but they, their role models, their idols are all NBA players. So here's what I would say. Back in the 80s and 90s, the game oriented off the NBA a little bit. There's a little bit more defense. It's definitely in the 90s. So the NCAA, and I believe in college basketball, defensive players were more successful. They were more successful to make it because, I mean, look at Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman's one of the greatest defensive players ever, and let alone with Scottie Pippen, one of the greatest defensive players ever. Look at the entire Bad Boy Pistons team in the 80s. They were defensive-minded players too. Yeah. So defense was very, very big time, and it translated into the college game. Now offense is the big time. Offense is everything. It's all offense now. I mean, the defense, I love the press. I liked how they played the press. I love the get in your face, get the ball. But anymore, all the other teams are playing straight offense. And I think it would be a good idea for us to play defense. It would help us to get the ball, but it's not cutting anymore. It's really not. No, it's it's really not cutting. And that's the sad part about it. I don't know the future. I don't know what needs to change. But there's got to be something done. Oh, this ain't going to last. No, I mean, there's got to be some changes. So, we're going to transition over, and we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys a little bit. Matt, I want to ask you for your first reaction. What is your first thought on the Eagles making the Super Bowl while Dallas sits at home? I, I hate to see it. I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, but they were a better team this year. I mean, I don't think personally – that Dak has what it takes to play on a big stage. I don't, and I've seen it year after year. Dak Prescott is a player that I have mixed feelings about. I feel like he's a Kirk Cousins in football. Dak has had too long to me to prove that he needs to win. Here, here's, my, here's the biggest issue. Look at Jalen Hurts. Look how much he's grown in three years. Well, he's a superstar. He really is. And then Dak has been here for quite a while. His Four. rookie year, he was phenomenal. His second year, he was amazing. And I think once he signed a contract, it went downhill from there. Would you also say that's because of Zeke? Zeke made helped him look great because Zeke was great when he showed. When Dak showed up, Zeke was there, and Zeke looked great. They both did when they were rookies in their first year out. They were amazing, but I think both of them are overrated. I really do. I mean, I think the better running back is Tony Pollard. Yeah, Pollard Pollard is definitely the better runner between the two of them. And I think what makes Pollard even better is he can catch the ball. 
You're 100% correct. He yeah. can receive and he can help him down the field. But I think the biggest factor is, is looking forward. What do we need to look for forward? You have a great defense. Micah Parsons is probably the second coming of Lawrence Taylor. You have a very talented defense. You got a good defense coordinator in Dan Quinn who didn't leave. You fired Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy's going to be calling all the offensive plays. And you have Dak Prescott, Zeke, CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, and then everybody else. No, you, I mean, you could say Noah Brown. You get James Washington back. T.Y. Hilton, that's not cutting it for me. No. That, that receiving core for the Cowboys is awful. Their worst mistake was letting go of Amari Cooper. Even though Amari, listen, Amari did not play good on Dallas but also because Amari was drawing the attention. He yep. drew the best corners. The best corners in football went and played against Amari. CeeDee Lamb, while he had a spectacular season as the number one, it would have been probably better for Dallas if they had Amari Cooper because then they had to worry about somebody else. Yeah, because whenever Amari Cooper was there, that's who they focused all the time on. And now they have Lamb. If Lamb could have played like that before with Cooper – it would have been a double threat. It would have been phenomenal. Dallas needs to change the receiving core. Dallas needs to change a lot. They need to eliminate Zeke's contract, cut it down. They need to pay Tony Pollard. they got to keep this defense together. Because Travion Diggs went from a guy who wasn't very good in coverage to one of the best coverage corners this year. And so for this team... And last year, he let a lot of big plays go. Because he was hunting for that ball. He wanted those interceptions last year. And I think this year he grew up a little bit and he didn't. And he actually made a lot of the big big plays because he wasn't going for the ball. He was going actually for the tackles. So I called this the last hole of Dak Prescott this season. What I mean by that is when Dak entered the playoffs, he had to beat Tom Brady. He did. And Dallas played great. They probably played their best game. The real, But that was the easy game. The real test was against San Francisco. What are you going to do? Are you going to be the guy that's going to get there? Or are you going to be the guy that's going to be sitting at home again? And at that point, for me, it's the decision of your career. Yep, what type of quarterback are you finally going to be? In his biggest moment, couldn't compete. I mean, but if you, honestly, if you actually look at Dak Prescott's stats and put them side by side with Peyton Manning, they are almost identical. Peyton Manning had what it took. He actually got Super Bowls. He won a Super Bowls. Dak Prescott can't even get out of the second round of the playoffs to get there. Peyton Manning was a great regular season quarterback, but he was not so good in the playoffs. You're right. He was not very good in the playoffs. I hate to say that's why Brady got more Super Bowls than he did. Not only because of Belichick, but because of the, the greatness of Peyton Manning would diminish in the biggest moments. Yeah. Like, let's let's be honest for a second. Did they really? Did he really win the last championship with the Broncos? No. Von Miller did that. Yep. Everybody else did that. All the, the defense did that. That was no fly zone, which uh, I keep saying is the most underrated defense because you talk about the Legion of Boom, who in Seattle was great. Yeah. No fly zone was no, nothing to sleep on either. No, it wasn't. They were one of the best defenses in the country, and they came right after the Legion of Boom. Yep. That defense pressured Cam Newton, put Cam Newton in a different position. Cam Newton was not successful. No. Offensively, they were not talented enough without Cam Newton's running ability. 
And once they took that away from him, it changed the game for them. But for Dallas, Dak Prescott doesn't have to really run the ball. He just can't screw up. He gets in his way. The that, two, three interceptions of the game, though, that's what's, help, that's what's killing him. I, I will say that in the San Francisco game, in the San Francisco game, I didn't think it affected his first interception affected too much. The reason is because your defense was playing so well. Oh, the defense played phenomenal. Because Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Trayvon Diggs showed up. Everybody on the defense showed up. The offense wasn't that good. The fact of the matter is, he's not accurate. Dak is just not accurate down the field. No. He threw the ball to the outside on Michael Gallup. If he'd have thrown it on the inside and not been scared of the safety up top, Michael Gallup probably could have caught that ball. So then you, you get the big play out of CD. You're down the field. He's against Fred Warner. Fred Warner's an all-pro middle linebacker. Instead of throwing it over Fred Warner's head and over CD's, hand, CD's head, he throws it to the inside to make CD try to catch that. If he'd have thrown it over his head, CD might have been able to get to the end zone. Because yep. I think CD on a straight beats him. He beats Fred Warner on the straight. Oh, yeah. If you're throwing it to the inside where Fred Warner is. He's going to catch you. Fred Warner's, Warner's going to get it in front of that. CD's going to have a hard time catching that. And that's what I'm saying. Dax is not putting these guys in the best position. People blame Kellen Moore. I can't blame Kellen Moore. This, is, this right here, this upcoming year, will be the decision-making between who is it actually. Is it Kellen Moore or is it Dak? And I think it's Dak. Because if Kellen Moore succeeds with Justin Herbert, then it's Dak. It's completely oh, I, 100% Dak. I 100% agree with that. You are, you are totally correct about that. I, I think Kellen Moore will have a better career in L.A. because of Justin Herbert. Because Justin Herbert is better than Dak. I don't know the Cowboys' future. And here's, here's my best advice. Do what the Lions are doing. Do not get rid of the quarterback. Keep Dak. Keep him around. Because he'll get you to the playoffs. you got to keep C.D., You've got to keep that defense intact. And we've got to keep Tony Pollard. You we've need, got to get Tony to sign. You need another young receiver. You've got to make trades. So I, I, I've come up, I was thinking about this, and I, you need to trade for this guy. And people aren't going to like it. I think you guys should trade for Drake London on the Atlanta Falcons. Now, whether Atlanta will give him up, we don't know. But I think Atlanta would. That'd Atlanta. be a toss-up. That really would. That'd be a toss-up, see. See, Drake London is very, very talented to have a young guy, just like C.D., on the other side, who will take the pressure off C.D. alone. Drake London was the best receiver on the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. And he was a high draft pick. He was a great player at USC. And I think he is the perfect talent to help Dak Prescott. I think another thing we should do during this draft is go for a third, a fourth-round quarterback. Try to find one. I really do. What did Tom Brady get in the draft? He was like he was the last round of the draft. Exactly, he was the seventh round, eighth round of the draft. So was Brock Purdy though. Look where Purdy went. I think I think that San Francisco would have beat the Eagles if they had a quarterback. Now I'll tell you, this would be an unlikely move by the Cowboys, but a very, very, very smart move. I've heard rumors and reports that the 49ers might stick with Purdy. Go get Trey Lance. Oh, I would they traded Trey. up for Trey Lance. Go get Trey Lance. I would take Trey Lance to heartbeat. I would. Because 
I have a hard time giving the job to Purdy when Trey Lance has not been seen very much. Trey Lance got hurt early, and I haven't seen very much of him play, but he's got the skill and the talent. He can make things happen. Just got to see what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think it would be good for Dallas's future. Now, will Dallas do it? No, because they're probably going to have to give up a first round. I don't see Jerry Jones doing anything. Jerry Jones is a mind of its own. and I just don't – I don't – they're missing some pieces. I really don't like the coach all that well. He's all right. I, I'm not a big fan of McCarthy. I'm not. But we're only, only time will tell, man. Only time is going to tell what's going to happen with the Dallas Cowboys and their their future. Hey, we're pushing 30 years for a Super Bowl. So, I mean, I've been waiting. So We are going to now, by jumping into a Super Bowl prediction, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes in Glendale, Arizona, on Sunday, February 13th. This is a highly anticipated game. But it's also a game that we don't know what's going to happen. Like, there's, you know, it would be a defensive matchup. It could be an offensive showdown. We have Nick Sirianni, uh, second-year head coach, going up against Andy Reid, who's a legend who coached the Philadelphia Eagles to a Super Bowl. He's going up against his old team. What is your prediction for the winner of this game? Do you think this is going to be a defensive showdown or an offensive showdown? What are you expecting? I think it's going to be game? a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be all offense. I really do. Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, I wouldn't expect anything less. I really wouldn't. So who's your prediction? Who you who are you going to pick? I hate to say this, but I, I'm hoping the Eagles. I really am. Because I like Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen. That's the only reason I'm going with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to do well. But then you got to backtrack. How do they beat the 49ers? They beat the Christian McCaffrey quarterback because they didn't have a quarterback. Mahomes is going to be hard to beat. He will be. But the way the Eagles' defense played, I think the Eagles are going to show up. I think the Eagles are going to win. I picked the Kansas State Chiefs. And I do this because of Mahomes. He is this great. He is that great. And I, I, I love Jalen Hurts. I'm an Alabama fan. I love Devontae Smith. And I'm proud of where Jalen Hurts is. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy where this Eagles team's played. It's impressive. They're an impressive team. But this playoff run has been their real, their real shot. And to me, they haven't really played a great, great team yet. They played the 49ers who has great defense, but no offense. You don't have a quarterback. So there's nobody to play. You're not playing anybody. You're, you're pretty much just playing a practice squad at that point. Yeah. Because the 49ers defense is going to give up because they have no, they have no offense. This is the first time he's going this is the first time this year he's going to play a great quarterback with this team. Now the defense might not be as good, but this is a quarterback who's going to respond. He's going to respond to the call. Oh, definitely. And you have an Andy Reid and a play caller who knows how to call plays. Now Nick Sirianni is good, Andy Reid's good. I said this is probably my favorite matchup even though I thought it was going to be the 49ers and the Chiefs. Well, 49ers had a Bengals matchup. That's what I thought it was, too. I thought that would have been a more fun match. That would have been a great matchup for Brock Purdy and Joe Burrow. But this is the matchup we got, and I'm hoping that Patrick Mahomes, to me, puts on a thriller. It's going to be a good game no matter what. I don't don't want injuries. I I, I don't want a blowout. I don't want anything bad to happen to Mahomes. 
I just think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I really do. I mean, it's going to be an offensive game. I really think so. I'm, I'm just curious of what the results are going to be. But I'm very, very curious of with also with Jalen Hurts. I think, I think he'll shine on this moment. I do. And I the, think he will. The reason I think he'll shine, when he played the National Championship at Alabama, he faded away. Jalen Hurts got benched. His moment was taken from him because of how he played. He couldn't produce. Then he gets his shot again. Every step of his way, he keeps getting his shot. And he keeps proving himself. I think this is going to be his shot but to the, show everybody. This is, this is also a different level. The playoffs is a, is a level, but the Super Bowl against this particular team, against the Kansas City Chiefs, is a different animal because I feel that Kansas City is the underdog in this game. What do you think? Do you think, do you think Kansas City is the underdog, or do you think the Eagles are the underdog? I think the Eagles are the underdog. Really? I, I really do. So here's, here's why I don't think the Eagles are the underdog. On almost, so let's say, every position but four to me. Five. No, I'll go four. No, four. Yeah, four positions. Can you guess the four positions that I, and I'm counting coaching staff too, the four positions that the Eagles don't have over the Chiefs? I would tell you that they are uh, quarterback Mahomes, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy is the offense coordinator, Travis Kelsey. Everybody else on the field for the Eagles is better than the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Everybody, all the way around. Tight end, uh, not tight end, receiving core. Up uh, your front seven, your safeties, they're all better than Kansas City. So to me, is Mahomes and Andy Reid really that going to put you as the favorites over a whole team other than four positions that is better than – other than four areas on that team that's better than you and specifically two on the field? Is Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes going to make the entire difference between a defense and an offense outside of Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard? I think so. I mean – Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, they have a they have a rhythm they get in. And it, it, I mean, it's phenomenal to watch them. You're not wrong. Travis Kelsey will probably go down as the greatest tight end ever. And Patrick Mahomes has got the chance, a slim chance right now, but the chance to go down as the greatest quarterback ever. I don't see it. To me, he's got to win five Super Bowls. That's a long shot. But he's only he's already been to three. But I think he needs to win this one. I think Mahomes needs to win this one to make a statement. He has to win this one. But to me, overall, I don't mind who wins. I just want to see a good game. My team's not in it, so I don't have a dog in the fight. But I'm surprised you're picking the Eagles just because you're a Dallas fan. Yeah, I said I hate – I, I even told you I hate to say the Eagles. I, I hate it, but I like Jalen Hurts. I do. I liked him at Alabama. I like, I like watching him play football. I really do. They got a bright future. We obviously know who the Chiefs are. Thank you for tuning into TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. This is part one of this episode. Part two will be released very soon. I hope you all enjoyed part one, and we'll see you guys soon.